Tyler was the most physically gifted athlete on the planet and had gone on to be the starting quarterback for Notre Dame after high school. He stood six foot three inches, had a body like a Greek god, and an ego to match, all of which were on display among the many photographs that peppered the walls and built-in shelves of the Reeds' home. Pictures of him kneeling on the field next to his helmet, candid shots of him screaming with victory, fists clenched in the air, newspaper clippings of his accomplishments framed with little placards on the matting, chin held high in every shot, with his emerald green eyes gazing at me through the glass, mesmerizing and inviting. He was known for his good will as well. Tyler worked with inner-city kids in Chicago, coaching sports clinics and teaching the importance of physical fitness. His reputation had preceded him, and intrigued me. Most of my income during my college years had come from babysitting and working as a summer girl for Tyler Reed's siblings, Sammy and Sarah, who were 12 years younger than he was. His football schedule kept him in South Bend at summer school and training camps, so we'd never crossed paths. It wasn't until 11 o'clock that night, lying bleary-eyed on the Reed's couch, that I finally got my chance. And despite every sensible bone in my body, I'd already developed a full-blown schoolgirl crush on him. Many women were attracted to him, so my fascination with a good-looking football star wasn't all that surprising. However, as an ambitious, college-educated woman with hopes of revolutionizing the field of divorce law one day, falling for the handsome hometown hero was not what I'd have imagined for myself. I was much more practical than that. Besides, I was sure he had no idea who I was. You must be Chloe Carlyle, he said with a grin that put me instantly at ease. Tyler's eyes were as magnificent in person as they were on the mantle. His thick, dark hair was longer than in the pictures and hung in loose strands around his face. A square jaw, long eyelashes, and a disarming grin rounded out this mythological creature. I nodded as he continued chewing and rustling the bag of Cool Ranch Doritos with his giant hand. A combination of intimidation and infatuation caused my breathing to speed up. I pulled the rubber band off my wrist, quickly threw my hair into a ponytail, and then took a deep breath. Yes, I'm Chloe, and I'm hoping you're Tyler, I replied. If not, you'll have to excuse me while I call the police. He laughed. I took a deep breath and regained my composure. There's leftover pizza in the fridge if you want. The kids only ate a few slices, I told him. Not anymore, there's not, he said. So how much are my cheapskate parents paying you? The Reeds were one of the wealthiest families in our neighborhood. Dr. Reed was a well-known heart surgeon and notorious for turning Tyler into the astroturf idol that he was. He had even hired retired Chicago Bears players to coach Tyler privately during his years at Glenbrook South. Dr. Reed's sideline tirades were legendary, and rumor was they hadn't lessened any at Notre Dame. I'd heard he once pulled the coach's headphones off and screamed in his ear, for which he was banned from the field for a while. Afterward, he was required to attend each game with a security guard.
By contrast, his wife Dixie was a consummate Southern belle who hailed from Atlanta society and whose penchant for passive-aggressive behavior was artfully hidden behind her batting lashes and Southern twang. I had met Mrs. Reed while volunteering at a PTA fundraiser and offered my holiday babysitting services when I found out she still had two small children at home. The Reeds had a full-time nanny who worked daytime hours, and I covered everything else when I was home from school. Dr. Reed traveled a great deal, speaking at hospital conferences all over the country, and his wife accompanied him most of the time. She was also a board member at Evanston Hospital and the social chair at her country club, leaving little time for things like child-rearing and housework. Nothing could tear her away from a commitment that included flowing Chardonnay and silent auctions, which had left me caring for their feverish, nauseated children on more than one occasion. My mother described Mrs. Reed as cold, but at twenty bucks an hour, I found her plenty warm.